going to share something with you that I've never shared before. Wasn't planning on sharing it. But the Lord is going to deal with some bondages this morning. And now, bondages are in your life and they show up as depression, anxiety, addiction, behaviors that are destructive. Could be relational behaviors. Every situation you get into, these are bondages. These bondages are sourced from hell, from the realm of darkness, because they seek to stop the revelation of the image of Christ from coming forth in your life. And I'm coming to serve notice on every spirit of darkness this morning. There are many in this room right now, and they have been attached to your life for a number of years. They have come into your life from your generations. You've lived with them for so long that you have no grid for life without them. These bondages, I've come to, I'll finish what I'm saying. These bondages, I serve notice on every darkened spirit this morning that you are condemned, not the children of God. The condemned notice was nailed to hell's door not to the church's door. And so this morning I have come to enforce that decree that heaven made many years ago, some 20, 20 years ago, 21, 22 years ago, I was anorexic. I was, in, I was a pastor's wife. I taught, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I suffered from anorexia. I wasn't diagnosed, I didn't, I didn't go to a doctor, I didn't have to go to a doctor. I didn't want to hear what a doctor had to say. I had a demon, not possessing me per se, but it was a part of my life. I speak in tongues, but I am demonically influenced every single day of my life. Every day. I'm starving myself to death right in front of his eyes. Do people notice? Of course. How do you not notice something like that? But God I was in a service just like this. Wasn't paying attention. Do you know how hard it is to pay attention when you don't eat? My clothes hung on me. I couldn't find clothes that fit me. Just to give you a reference, I'm five foot ten, and I probably, I twos hung on me. So, I was sitting in a service, and a teen challenge man was sitting in front of me. And I was examining the tattoo on his arm. That's how much I was paying attention. I was like, what is this? Like looking at it. Her skull, smoke, is it both, is it a sun? I was just trying to interpret his tattoo. That's how much I was in the spiritual thing. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. 
And he said, go forward and I'm going to deliver you from this demonic bondage. I said, okay. I stepped out of my seat and as soon as my foot hit the aisle, my body started shaking, like, the, like back and forth, shaking. The altars were full. You were like, what's going on? Who's this freak over here? Now, did I get up and not struggle with anorexia? No. All that did was back that demon off of me. Backed him off. There was still a fight. Backed him off enough for me to start gaining a little weight. Start gaining a little bit of composure. Start actually walking in some sense of normality and mental health. Enough. But what the amazing thing is about God is when Lainey was in kindergarten, she began a prayer journey to have a brother. I wouldn't have any more kids, Randall. I don't know if you know anything about anorexia. It makes it impossible. And so Lainey began praying because she wanted a brother. I wasn't having kids, but she wanted a brother because she had faith. I didn't realize God used the faith of a child. Five years before the need was ever even there to create the faith environment for that day. And God backed off that spirit, that demonic, say it, it's demonic. You need to quit flirting with your demons and call them what they are. They're demonic and they want to kill, steal, and destroy. They're not cute. It's not you carrying on your family traditions. It's you carrying on the traditions of hell. I was delivered. I began to gain weight. I was not having any more children. Do you know one of the most surefire ways to cure anorexia? It's, it's clinically proven. Get pregnant. However, getting pregnant with anorexia is a problem. But God made a way. He said, I'm going to deliver you. He backed off the demon. And then my, my kindergartner had already had a plan of salvation for me in place so that when I got there, God delivered me. And now I have a man, you know, a son who's a man child now, and his name is Jacob. And that pregnancy completely obliterated anorexia in my life. A little too good saying that's a joke y'all that's a joke now I have to diet like normal people I've told I've, I don't how many of y'all that y'all knew that no one knew it Mike I said the Lord just told me I had all kinds of other stuff planned but the Lord said I am going to deliver some people from their demonic bondages now, I don't know what that is. Could be any form of addiction, could be depression, could be a behavioral style of operating your life that is controlling you. It's a bondage. And it's not cute. It's not assigned to you. 
from your heavenly father. It probably may have come through generations. I don't know. But if you're willing today, if you're willing today to be delivered from that bondage. Now, I'm not talking about exorcism. I'm talking about backing a freaking demon off of you. How many of you want to live without that demonic presence in your life? Am I saying I was demon-possessed? No, I was Holy Ghost-filled. But I entertained a demon, Matt. What are we doing today? Not eating, right? Got it. I'm not making light of it. Many of you are doing the same thing. I don't want to smoke this whole register. It's a general way of life. If that's you today, the Lord did this for you. And you need to be delivered from an area of demonic oppression and influence. Darkness is operating in your life. And you know it. with the worship team is just going to continue to worship. This message is for you right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's time It's time to end. It's time to end this tyranny of the enemy. You didn't, you, you, you're not here by accident. Okay? This is, the Lord's, the Lord's, the Lord's touching you right now. You know this is true.
precisa de graça. There are those in this house today that need physical healing in their body. You need physical healing in your body. There's a lot of reasons why people's bodies become afflicted. But there's somebody in this house today, you've wondered, is this God? Is this something I've done? And I'm here to declare to you, there's somebody in this house today, either you or your spouse, you've been afflicted by a spirit of infirmity. This is not ooky-kooky stuff. This is the real reality of the unseen. If you feel a witness of that right now and say, I'm tired of this, I want to be healed, then come on. Come on. There's a, there's a spirit of infirmity that has attacked your body, that has attacked a family member, and you want, God is delivering right now. I'm proclaiming to you God is setting free, and there's going to be a manifestation of healing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to take authority over this. You're not going to walk in condemnation. You're not going to walk in guilt and doubt and worry and all that kind of stuff. We're just re releasing the gift of healing in this house right now by the Spirit of the Lord. Come on. Come on. There's others that are in here. As we worship, you just make your way down here. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name.
Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Just praise him. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just love when the Lord does what he wants to do. Amen. He gives the altar call before the message. Praise God. If you're able, we're, we're going to do this, guys. We're going to. We're going to lift our hands to heaven and just thank him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're able, go ahead and make your way to your to your seat right now. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna hold the offering to the very end. Why don't you take your Bibles and go with me to John, the 20th chapter, John 20. Thank you for being here. Aren't you glad you got up and came to church this morning? John 20 this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your manifest presence. We thank you, Lord, that it is your utmost desire to see us. We thank you, Lord, that you're concerned about every intricate detail of our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you're your longing is for our completeness in our understanding and our walk with you. Holy Spirit, guide my thoughts, guide our hearts today. In Jesus' name. I want you up here in John, and I'm, I'm not going to purposely try to keep you very long. But I, I do want to share just to emphasize what, what just took place and then beyond. Because the Lord wants to, wants to heal some broken hearts today. John 20, I want us to read, begin reading here in, in verse 19. Then the same day at evening, beginning in the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, I want you to notice this. He showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, Again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. When he had said this, he breathed upon them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Verse 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. 
The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the print of nails, and put my finger in the print of nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. And he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach your hands here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God that believe that you may have life in his name. Let's look here at this passage of scripture. This was almost an object lesson the Lord gave me the other day or drew an object lesson out of it. And as I've told you, we are committed, I am committed to your total healing. Your physical, your emotional, your relational, your financial. I, I, I'm committed to your freedom. And because I know that's the heart of the Father. He wants you to be free. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, that we can walk in the likeness and the image of God. But I want you to notice here evidence of healing. Evidence of healing. The Lord told the disciples, said, well, first off, he steps into the room where the doors are locked. You know, we want to tear down walls, and we need to. But you know, this resurrected life, we can just walk through those walls. <laughs> just, just break those barriers. So we're living in a different realm. But what we see is if he stepped in and he said through his wisdom, peace be with you. I don't know about you, but if someone stepped through that wall right there, I'm going to need some peace, amen, to be with me. <laughs> But he said, peace be with you. And immediately he brought the disciples over and he said, I want you to, to look. I know you witnessed my death, but I want you to witness my resurrection. I know you saw the nails as they drove through my hands, but I, I want you to see what's there now. I, I, know, I know you were there. You were watching when the, when the soldier took the spear and it drove it through my heart and blood and water began to come forth. Here, come, come, let me... Let me lift my shirt. Let, just take a look right here. I want you to see something. There's not a wound there anymore. There's only a scar. What are scars? Scars are evidence that there once was a wound, but that wound's not there anymore. It's been healed. Now, Thomas is just like many of us. I won't believe unless I see it. See, there's a lot of folks that you're going to encounter, and if you keep holding back where God has healed you, they may never receive because they don't see any evidence. 
See, it's time, church, that we stop showing them our wounds and start showing them our healing. Now, the object lesson was this. I was working on a little woodworking project. Anybody ever, I've got a pneumatic gun, an air gun, a, a, a trim, trim gun. I got my finger a little too close and my, my nail turned on me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any work-related injuries in here? Kimbo? So, mine was a very minor compared to what he's done to himself. But I pulled the trigger thinking I was clear of the nail. Right in the middle of my finger. I didn't hurt immediately, but I was thinking I'm going to get blood all over my new project. Now, you squeamish, even the mention of blood, my apologies to you. If you fall out and faint over the mention of blood, we'll just call it the Holy Spirit. Okay. But I, but I shot a hole in my finger. And after a little bit, it began to hurt. And it made a little mark. A couple of days later, it was enough to hold a little compression, stop the bleeding. It was, it was fine. See? See? See daylight through it? Okay. So it, a few days later, reached down and I was like, hey, where was that little shot that I just shot myself with that trim nail? I don't know. I can't find it. Why? Because it doesn't hurt anymore. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've made this confession before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say half stupidity and half right. When my daughters were teenagers, which are grown and married and living on their own now, but when they were teenagers, they insisted that they were, they wanted to watch this suspense movie. You know, one of those thrillers. You know, one of those scary movies. So I took upon myself the right of a father to scare them further. It's my right. Chased them all over the house. Just doing this. They ran into at the house that we had at the time. Both teenagers, they, they athletic. They 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 were strong, much stronger than I was anticipating. I found out earlier that summer they were much faster than I anticipated too. There's nothing more humbling than a man to get outran by his daughters. <laughs> so we have a. It's a it's a bathroom that's connected to a bedroom but also a doorway connected to the hall so they ran in and slammed the door so I go into the bedroom because I'm not finished with my terrorizing my children because it's my right now I walk up to the door and they rush the door at the same time I should have had my shoes on but I didn't My big toes make, make they point straight up. I got to watch my shoes because you can see them. They start poking through my shoes. They rushed it, and I wasn't expecting the strength of my daughters. And I, I kind of put one hand out instead of two. 
But that door caught my big toe. Nailed it. Turned it straight up. I was thankful in that moment that I had enough presence of mind that all I could say is, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And now that hurt immediately. And now I'm thinking, there's blood all over the carpet and on the floor. Maybe I need to keep crying so I'm going to get in trouble for that. But I come limping in there and I don't even remember what went on there. She was laughing or just looking. But I thought, I've got to get this toenail off of this toe. It was already turned up. You ever stick a trim nail and you got to wiggle it back and forth? Wiggle it. It's got to wiggle it, wiggle it, wiggle it, wiggle it. Little rip, little tear, a little bit more rip. Are you with me? You feel it? Do you feel my pain? What happened to you, preacher? Nothing. Why are you limping? No reason. My two daughters are stronger than me, and they just pushed the door, and I they did and they took care of my get back and stay away from that toe. <laughs> See, how did I know I had an injury? It hurt. It hurt bad. I was guarded. touching my toe. They got five feet from my toe. I'm like, back up. Why? Because I got this injury and I don't want you to touch it. There are injuries that have been inflicted in your life that kept you in a defense posture. That has brought you into isolation, separation, because you don't want to get close to anyone ever again because you don't want to suffer that kind of pain anymore. Thomas said, I won't believe unless I can touch. Unless I can reach my finger and I can touch and see that he's alive after suffering these injuries. Jesus said, come on, touch it, Thomas. Here, go ahead and put your anymore. I'm not guarded anymore. Why? Because I'm here. I'm here. I'm not looking to distance myself. Give them the old Heisman. You know what I'm saying? To keep people away. Why? Because I'm healed. How do I know I'm healed? Because there's no more pain. There's no more pain. But folks, I believe ultimately when you're healed, Andrea showed you some scars. She showed you some scars where she once had an affliction, uh, but she's healed now. And when you're really healed, you're not even, you're healed from the inside out. You're healed. Your body, there's no more pain, but also there's no more shame. I'm not having to worry about what you think about me because I'm healed. 
Was I abused as a child? Yes, but I'm not that abused child anymore. I am healed. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the things that I have gone through because God has healed me. He's made me whole. Now, I think many times, children of God, we get ourselves in trouble because we think emotions are bad things. That if we have a certain feeling in a certain area, we condemn ourselves for that feeling. Those feelings are just indicators. Something's going on. That's all they are. They're your God-given equipment indicators. In my car, I have become spoilt to the fact that I've got this little light that shows up when somebody, when there's another car behind me. It works great when I'm in my car. But I get, I get, I get a little bit, uh, if I'm in my pickup, watch out. Because sometimes I forget I'm not in the car, and then my old uh, rickety 2002 Chevy pickup with faded paint all over it, it doesn't have any kind of indication that anybody's close. <laughs> so see, I get spoiled to the indicators. <laughs> but see, your emotions given to you not to deny, not to cover up, because unresolved pain will always remain. It will not only remain, it will also manifest itself some other place. That's why the Holy Spirit pointed out to the fact that there's somebody in this house and there's a, there, there, there may be a manifestation of a physical infirmity in your body that is a direct result of something that took place, an injury inside of you somewhere in your journey. But see, it's time, church, that we stop denying the emotions and start addressing them. And say, okay, Lord, it's not everybody else's fault I feel this way. If you battle insecurity, it's not everybody's business nor their responsibility to make you feel secure. getting any closer to where we need to be this morning see because we can believe those lies as we talked about last week as we talked about this morning but see when I personally encounter an emotion that I don't like because of a circumstance I have this filtering process this and I go down the list is it them is it me is it you? Is it the enemy? And finally, I have to come to the place and say, Lord, what is this indicator telling me? What is it that I cannot see? What is it you're trying to show me right now? Why do I get so engrossed in fear in certain, certain situations? Why do I feel alienated and alone and separated from other individuals uh, in times of my life. You've got to ask yourself the question. And those are the announcements in 10 seconds. Okay. You've got to ask yourself, Lord, what is this emotion I'm feeling? And you stop blaming others and you start asking God, Lord, what is it you want to do in me? And be honest with yourself. 
see, because if you're still guarded, you're not healed. If you're still guarded, then you, you are still wearing the shame of that injury. If you're still on the defense and you're keeping people away, stop faking the healing and let God go ahead and heal you. Because it doesn't matter what the disease, it doesn't matter what the infirmity, it doesn't matter what happened in your life. Every injury, what the Lord was showing them, has been healed in me. That's what the Lord was saying. Look at the healing right now. I'm not just going to heal you. I am the sacrifice for your healing. We, are we going to live as Jesus lived upon the earth? Are we going to continue to pretend that we're healed when we're really broken inside and we keep cloaking ourselves in all of this religious activity instead of getting down to the brass tacks and say, God, I don't want to fake my faith anymore. I want to be healed. Confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. Share with someone your social anxiety. Share with someone the reason why you feel separated from the crowd. Talk to somebody about how you are so afraid and so feeling that the world is going to end and there's a doom cloud setting over you and you're believing that I can fake it long enough, people won't really discover who I am. Let me say to you this morning, there is one gift that we as people have. It is to determine and recognize inauthenticity. Can I say that right? Inauthenticity. Not being authentic, that's better. Y'all smile more over here. I'm going to stay on this side. See, when you're trying to fake it, everybody does. The very thing you're trying to cover up, people would love it more if you're just honest. Just be you. And if they don't like you, that's okay then. Amen? If they, if they don't accept you because you're accepted in Christ, then that is not your issue to bear. Nine times out of ten, many times, ten times out of ten, they're not even thinking about you. I say this, knowing you are the apple of God's eye, you are precious in His sight, but I say this, and hear me, you got to tell yourself sometimes, I'm just not that important. That the whole world is focused on me. Then I walk in the room and all eyes are on me. <laughs> Who wants to bear that kind of burden? Amen? <laughs> you're getting quiet on me. I know you're getting hungry. I'm going to save the other part for next week. See, Jesus came. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that when they touched it, he screamed, Ow. Anybody had an honoring sibling growing up? You had 
bruise. Yeah, and poke that bruise. On purpose. So you flinched when you got in the presence. You, you avoided them because you knew what's about to come. I watch my granddaughters. I, I, I've got a, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and one-year-old. And I watch the younger ones when the older ones are playing. And they instinctively flinch because they know, because my granddaughters are rough. <laughs> they, they act like they're, they're, they're mamas that act like their mama. They're just rough. <laughs> I had a high school basketball coach come to me, and he, said, he, came, he comes storming off the, the gym floor on an open gym night. He was the head coach of the boys' basketball. He said, I won't play basketball with your girls. I said, why? He said, they're too rough. He said, they get that from their mama. So my, my granddaughters are rough. And so when they play, I watch the little ones. They know when to duck. They know when to squinch. Even their loving hurts the other one. You know what I'm saying? Come here and let me hug you. <laughs> Gotta watch them all the time. Where was I going with that? I don't know. See, I believe there's a place of healing inside of you that you stop flinching every time a subject is brought up, every time there's a reminder that you're not guarded anymore because of healing. There's some really share with them that there's healing when I know the hurt that they went through. And the Lord said, just deliver the message to me. Leave the healing up to me. Because if there has been a wound in you, it's been healed in him. If there's been a orchestration of your spirit, Lord, in this house, in this moment. Lord, I thank you today that there are wounds that are so deep that only your blood can heal. I pray, Father, There's a, this finger that I shot with a nail, it, it healed naturally. The toenail, I'm not going to show you my feet because my toenails need to be cut. I'm avoiding teenage girls running at doors. But anyway, my toenail grew back. It healed on its own.
there's a natural process of healing built into your body. But then there's times where there's wounds so deep there needs to be a supernatural healing that takes place. I want you to stand all across this room. Elijah, go ahead and usher it in. Thank you for Close your eyes all across this room, if you will. I just want to wait just a minute on the Holy Spirit. I just feel there's there's an intimate, private moment that's taking place right now. I thank God for altar calls and the release of the Spirit pray for one another. I got a real deep sense right now that there are those that are in this house and you just need that intimate moment with the Lord right now. Just say, God, I, you know the wounds. They need to be healed. I'm not going to call you out that's you this morning, just, just lift your hand to the Lord. Just lift it. Just lift your hand to the Lord. He sees it. He sees it. All across this room. All across this room. Now, would you do this with me? Would everybody in this house just lift both hands and surrender? It's not just an act of worship. It's just surrender. Father, we come before your throne. We lift our hands just like Moses did, Lord. And Amalek came against them. As long as he could surrender, Lord God, the battle was won. Lord, I believe that there's a supernatural healing. I know, Lord, we, we say things like time heals all wounds, but there are some wounds that are just not healed. They need the healing balm of Gilead, Lord, to come in that there's there's not a, a guardedness anymore. There's not, a, there's not an open wound, Lord God, walking around and insisting other people be aware of it, Lord God. There's a, there's a real, genuine touch of heaven, and I'm asking for that right now. I'm asking for that touch right now. Holy Spirit, release the healing. Holy Spirit, release the healing right now. Come on, just receive today. Just receive. By faith, just receive right now. Let the Lord minister to you right there where you're at. Come on. Come on. This intimate moment you're having with the Lord, just begin to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Just let Him speak to you right now. Father, we thank You. Father, we glorify Your name. Worthy is the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Lord, I, I, I declare over this house, there's going to be such liberty. Such liberty, Lord God. That, Lord, we're not going to be hiding our wounds anymore, Lord God. We're going to show our scars and say, look what God has done for me. Look where the Lord has brought me from. Lord, I declare an authenticity in this house that, Lord God, we won't fake healing. We won't fake faith, Lord God. We'll just be honest, Lord God, enough to say, Lord, I trust in you. 
Lord, on this journey, we're going to discover, Lord God, Lord, in this honesty, Lord, there's going to come a trust and a confidence and a favor and an attraction, Lord God, that's going to reach into this community. And Father, I just thank you right now that there's freedom that's taking place. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. I want you to be seated right now. The ushers are going to come and take the offering, and Andrew's going to come and give us our announcements in just a moment. Just go ahead and make your way down. We want to say thank you for being here. If you're the you're a visitor for the first time, we hope and pray God has touched you in some, some phenomenal way. We'll be praying that God continues to bless you. Hope you'll come back. We crown it a great honor to have you here today. If you haven't had a moment to fill out a connect card, we'd love to connect with you. If you haven't received a gift, we have a gift for you so good as I've told you we're committed to freedom and I believe and we're, we're going to be free in 2023 and I believe finances has a big part to play in that the word of the Lord gives us a, a guarantee that if we will bring and honor God that God will pour out a blessing we can't contain sounds like a money back guarantee doesn't it let the Lord show you his goodness as he has given you the ability to receive by emulating and imitating him through giving. Father, we ask today that you'll bless those, Lord God, giving. Bless the offering for the furtherance of your kingdom. Lord, we love you and we thank you, Lord God, today for mercy and grace. God bless you today as you give. That's like the easy stylings of Elijah and Dylan. <laughs> it's cool jazz here at Crossroads all day. That's good. I like it. That's great. Sort of sets the mood. Hey, I've got some announcements. Before I give you the announcements, I heard a joke. It was a story. I think it's a true story, actually. 
There's a man who went to the Holy Land with his mother-in-law and his wife. You know, Israel, the Holy Land. And while he was there, his mother-in-law passed away. And they were trying to find out what they were going to do with the funeral arrangements. And a man came to him and said, we can, mar- we can bury your mother-in-law right here in the Holy Land for $500. Or it'll cost you $5,000 to have her sent back to the United States. And then you'll have the funeral. The man thought about it. He went, I'm going to have her sent back. He said, what? You can have her buried right here for only $500 in the, in the Holy Land, or, and you choose to pay $5,000 to send her back? He said, look. He said, about 2,000 years ago, a man died here, and they put him in the ground. And after three days, he rose again. He said, I just can't take that chance. was apropos knowing that you're in the holiday season and family togetherness is around and so speaking of holidays we will not have Wednesday night service on December the 4th say that December the 4th is canceled December the 7th is canceled y'all should do this you're doing so much better than me Oh, today is December the 4th, right? That's on the top of the page. Thank you. This, I'm trying to get fired from this job. December the 4th, oh wait, December the 7th and the 14th. There's no Wednesday night service. December the 21st, is there Wednesday night service? Yes, there is. December the 26th, is there Wednesday night service? No. Y'all are going to stay tuned. Okay, so Wednesday worship service, y'all got that now. It's not happening on those days. The 4th and the 17th, it's a yes. Got some, I need prayer. Let's move on, just to get away from it. Let's just get away from it. The empty nesters, what are you doing? This Wednesday, we'll be putting in our new lighting system, and so the services will be dismissed. On the 14th, we're going to be doing a facelift on the painting in our sanctuary, and so we're going to be dismissed. We will have service on the 21st, and on the 28th, we're dismissed for holidays. Okay, that's good. What about empty nesters? Empty nesters? You carry on. Okay, that's the Christmas exchange, cup exchange, so come to empty nesters. Yeah, Saturday, December the 10th at 5 o'clock in the FLC. Is that right? Okay. And so bring a cup, put something good in the cup. Make your thing desirable because the more desirable your cup is, the harder these people fight for it. And that's just fun in Jesus' name. It's all for, it's just all fun. And then the Flourish Christmas Party is an ornament exchange. It's, it's ornaments instead of cups, but still it's the same fighting. And in both of these, we're supposed to bring food. Is that correct? Oh, we've got, see, it's not, <laughs> what is this? Huh? Oh, I thought she's going to correct my announcements. I got Daisy here. Daisy Keys. Look, where are we going? You don't, if you can't keep up with your keys, young lady, 
then you can't have that car. Just kidding. There you go. All right, that's all we've got today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Let's all stand. Stand in here before I try to give another announcement. Lord, we praise you and honor you and glorify you and thank you, God, that you are worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. I pray that you would go with us and guide us. Let us be, Lord God, the people, Lord God, who display your glory throughout the earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.